0: And welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are recording episode 60. Cannot believe it, we're so excited to be here. And today we are bringing you a very special episode. One that definitely hits home for me and uh, hopefully it'll uh, help my amazing co-host out as well if he uh, ever goes abroad in the near future. Today we will be focusing on Making Friends Abroad, the adult edition. One of our earlier episodes we discussed to make friends abroad when you're younger, when you study abroad, things like this. But now this is the culmination of four months of solid research in the Czech Republic, bringing all this great new information to you. So we're really looking forward to it. And today should be a really fun episode. So without further ado, my fellow co-host and the man with the plan, my buddy, Jared, what's going on, Jared? Hello. Hello. You're right. Episode
1: 60. That's a big deal. We did... Making Friends Abroad High School Edition. That was. Do you know what episode that was?
0: Oh jeez, you're gonna make me look so
1: unprofessional right now. I mean,
0: I, I, I'm gonna take a stab. I only I'm know gonna I'm gonna take a stab. It. <laughs> it's. I mean, it was after I came to the Czech Republic, so it's got to be. I would say episode twenty something. Not even close. Not even. <laughs> Damn, not even I'm close. Kidding. It was episode eight. <laughs> oh wow. wow! And not, not, not only close was it episode
1: eight, but that was. I would say one of the highlights of the Untranslatable podcast, even today as we record episode 60. Do you remember our uh, episode image for that? It was a picture yes, from Degrassi. Yes, I do. <laughs> Next I do. generation. And it was Drake and some white dude from Degrassi. However, our friend Chris expertly photoshopped our heads on there. And it looks like you and I are young high schoolers
0: making it in the big world. <laughs> right. I think we might need to contact Chris and get another get another special <sighs> one for this episode I, maybe. <laughs> I considered
1: it but he's he's um since episode 8 he's terrible at getting back to me with them. Like one mm, time he got okay. back I asked him for one a couple of months ago and he got back to me like weeks after the episode came out. He's like, "Hey, were you still looking for that?" Uh, I was like, "It don't worry about it." It's <laughs> 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 that episode came out 2 weeks ago. <laughs> um if you want to see pictures like this great episode eight um, high school edition picture if it's not on our Instagram I'll put it on our Instagram as a little TBT um, I don't does this episode come out on a Thursday I don't even know no it doesn't this episode comes out on a Monday regardless um, yeah I, well, what the hell am I talking about follow us at the untranslatable podcast <laughs> on Instagram follow us on Twitter untranslatable one the number one F- or you can email us the untranslate uh, email us untranslatable podcast at gmail.com Tell us your untranslatable phrases. Tell us um, about your experiences making friends abroad. Where were you? How'd you do it? Because uh, I'm terrible at it. Chad's great at it. So um, yeah, let us know. Or I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm great at it. I'm improving at it. Or if you wanna spread a little love, you can give us some five star reviews. Uh, you, you know, you don't have to write an essay or a soliloquy about why we're so great. Just say, hey. Love the podcast, five stars, and uh, right. that'll put a big smile on our face. Although I but would y'all love stuff.
0: to hear a soliloquy. I mean, I'm not telling you,
1: you. I'm not telling you not to. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm just saying it's not a requirement. We'll be happy if you just say love the podcast and give us five stars. We'll um, read it on the podcast and enjoy it thoroughly for everyone. If you write us a soliloquy,
0: that's right. You better believe it. <clears throat> well, Jared, I gotta tell you, man. Today has been an interesting day for a few reasons. Okay. First of all, uh, shout out to one of my students, an early shout out, but shout out to one of my students, um, Milan, who uh, took me to this new gym here in Komutov, and I have done the first set of squats over 100 pounds because the old gym I went to, the bar was so old and flimsy that I'm pretty sure if I would have used over 100 pounds... When I went to rack the weight, it would tip the tip the thing over. A hundred doesn't seem like that much. It trust me, the the equipment at the gym that I uh, was <laughs> going to is got to be at least from the eighties, if, if not sooner. <laughs> yeah, no one was lifting so that much weight back in the eighties. <laughs> that's that's right, that's right. So he took me to a different gym, which was really nice. It was uh, it was only two dollars to get in, which actually cheaper than two dollars, like a buck sixty, buck seventy, for you know you could work out there as long as you want. And I gotta say, man, my legs feel like jelly—straight up jelly. I only, I only did, I only went up to 175 pounds, which isn't that much, right? But my legs feel like jelly. I noticed it. I went to get schnitzel for dinner, and as I stood up from the chair in the restaurant, I realized, oh no, tomorrow <laughs> or the next day are gonna be uh, those are gonna be some rough days.
1: I, I mean, I believe it. It's kind of like, um, like I was mentioning with like playing music and stuff. Once you get out of it for a bit, it. Like it, it takes a while to get back into it. I feel that way when I mountain bike because I only do it, you know, not in winter and stuff like that. So this first couple ones right. back, uh, you, it's 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 a real burn. It's a, quite the burn. It's like I thought I could do this. It's like yeah, I guess it's tough
0: when I only when I take a like five month break. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And this was for me. This was four months of not squatting over a hundred pounds. So so, so also. Yeah. This mm-hmm. was with your
1: student that showed you this place. Because you were with your student, did you feel the need to really uh, you know, show him show what's what? You're like, hey. Get pumped up. This, <laughs> this old dog still got a little life left in him. That's, Check that's this right. out. <laughs> then you that's exactly. home.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, no, I was just trying to, to be honest, I was trying to see how difficult it would be. And it was actually a lot easier than I thought it would be, which I think is because of all the walking I've been doing.
1: In your um in your heyday of of um working out, what 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 were you squatting at?
0: I mean, i I never tried I, I never tried to max out on the squat, um, but I used to be able to do two hundred and fifteen for I think six or seven reps back That's in the day. Bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay, but yeah so now that i'm going to this other gym though hopefully i can get past 215 so we'll see well i'm I'm uh, excited to follow you on this journey exactly exactly but it was good it was good to go with him uh he's a really nice guy uh very talkative um friendly uh young man he's he's 18 he's a uh, fourth year student here at our school and uh we just had a great time, you know. Um, I gave him a couple pointers because you know, I've I'm a little bit older than him, got almost 10 years on him and um, you know, <laughs> have a little bit of experience in the gym. So, um gave him some tips with uh, with with a couple different things in terms <laughs> like of like in form and stuff on the youth.
2: <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. I mean, that is why I'm here. So, you know, why not. But the other crazy thing I saw you today though, today with or the other crazy flexes. thing that happened today was I was walking back after dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this spot in Komutov, right near where I live, where they had this bar. It's a nonstop bar, meaning it's open 24-7, right? Okay. And I've been told from students that people who go in there are a little interesting. Some might even say shady. And so, um, anyways, I'm walking back. I pass the bar. I see this guy. And at first, I, I like rub my eyes because i think i'm seeing like something i saw his bare ass his jeans were down his bare ass was out i thought okay maybe this dude was just like really drunk and maybe took a piss outside or something and didn't pull up his jeans i don't know well he
2: kept he
0: kept walking right i was trying to rationalize it for some weird reason but anyways he he kept walking forwards and there were these two women sitting on a bench And then I started to walk past him and kind of walk near him because I figured if he's going to try anything, you know, maybe I should try to help out these women. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're sitting on this bench. And this I don't know what he said to him in check, but he, he walked like kind of past him a little bit, stumbled past him. Full frontal shot for the ladies. They did not appreciate it they they told him what I would imagine would be get your ass out of here, go fuck yourself in check. I don't know those words just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't been in my lesson plans recently. And so, um, thankfully, I didn't have to, you know, jump in or do anything, but like I don't I didn't even know what to think when I saw this kind of go down. I was like, is, is this really happening right now? And then I also thought like, Either how drunk are you or how stupid are you that you think that's how you're going to attract a woman? Like, just walk up with your <laughs> pants down your knees and, like, yeah, expose I mean, them. Yeah. I'm
1: sure he wasn't thinking he was going to take one of them home, but um, did he say anything?
0: I mean, I guess if you speak speaking Czech, you probably wouldn't understand, but. Well, he said something to him. They they were, like, yelling at him, and then he, he walked away and then pulled his pants up. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I just do not get what would possess any person. I don't care how drunk you are yeah I've definitely had a couple drinks back in my day and never did it ever cross my mind. I'm just gonna <laughs> walk past these ladies with my pants down it uh it always kind of
1: annoys me when people blame uh stuff not even that not not even that drastic but just stuff on on being drunk even like drunk texting and drunk calling and all that stuff I don't fully understand that right. I, I mean I, I guess I understand like why the drunkenness would make you want to do it, but I, I tend to have the self-control to be like I don't like I, I still re- know that I wouldn't want to do this uh, sober, <laughs> right? I, like I'm just drunk now, and I wish need, uh, maybe I want to do people it more out there, like you, Jared. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, let's not get carried away. <laughs> Easy, Chad. Slipping on Gator piss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know if, but I agree yeah. With so that, that was that was kind of a weird weird ending to my night. I did not expect that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's good that one you were ready to intervene, and two that you didn't have to.
0: Right, but uh, I don't even really know
1: what I would have done if I would have had to intervene. I think the sad part is is you know this is shock, you know you're talking about how shocked you were i I bet you those women were uh, i mean, I'm sure they were like surprised, but like I, I'm sure this is not the first time something like this has happened to either of them,
0: right Unfortunately, you're probably right yeah, yeah, yeah. and to be honest, I think it phased me more than it phased them Probably. yeah Cause, probably Because i don't I don't even think they looked like I think they they saw him. Probably realized what was going on and just you know told him like you know f off. I'm sure most women, especially in
1: twenty, like in the age of uh, cell phones and stuff, have seen unwanted male body parts at some point in their life.
0: Oh, I would be willing to bet a lot of money. I'm sure most have.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which you know, this is not great, but this is apparently what our society is turning into. Hey, you right. like that? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, I don't.
0: Hmm, Yeah, I just, once again, I guess that's like the the 21st century problem. Like, this guy was doing like a 20th century problem, like walking up to the ladies with his pants down. (laughs) Nowadays, people just like will text you a picture. Right. I still just don't get what goes on on people's minds when they're like, well, she didn't say anything, but I'm just going to send her this pic real quick and see if she, like... To me, that just makes no sense whatsoever. Tip number
1: one for how not to make friends abroad as an adult. (laughs) Ruckedly or soberly, I guess, showing your ass to random strangers is usually not going to work very well. I don't Um, think it will ever work. No, no. Um, But you know a great place for him to, uh, to hang out might be the White House, that he could have a great mcdonald's spread and someone at the white house would probably celebrate his his ballsiness, ballsiness. those bad choice words celebrate (laughs) his his (laughs) courage and and his chutzpah and that's donald Trump. Uh, that's true (laughs) did you hear about this king (laughs) did you hear about this so not only did uh so clemson uh college here in uh, in, in tennessee i believe they uh won the national are they tennessee or south carolina i believe it's tennessee uh, they won the national championship in um sou- in, uh, against Alabama which is a big deal for all of our non college football player playing people because um uh clemson is in uh oh it isn't wait hold on hold on Oh yeah, it is in South Carolina. Shit.
0: Ooh, all right, <laughs> all right. Uh,
1: it's a big deal because Alabama is kind of a powerhouse in the college football uh, world. Oh, for sure. So, um, for a lot of teams, whenever they win, uh, like you know, Super Bowls or or bas- or an NBA or like a college basketball team, uh, any kind of big college or professional sport, when they win, the pr- it's kind of a custom for the president to invite them to the White House for um for um m- for a meal and for the longest time that's been uh, considered a privilege um, mm-hmm. <laughs> somehow uh donald trump made it a uh, made it a uh, the complete opposite so he um not only uh offered he not only served um served the entire clemson team a mcdonald's feast but i think he did it with all seriousness i think he was proud of it like i i think he thought he was i think he thought they think it was cool and that they oh, would like I agree. it because he um, he bragged about it on Twitter spelling hamburgers wrong uh, <laughs> hamburgers. and um, and uh, it was just this like in, in there's this brilliant picture of um, Abraham Lincoln because it's in like maybe like the Lincoln room or something like that. Um, I, I, I might, oh, I think I deleted it. I, I hate having pictures of Trump on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to one of my friends the other day, but call. I deleted it off my phone. Uh, oh, oh, it's probably in, in the messages with her. Um, but anyway, so it's, it's him. And then behind him is just, uh, this portrait of, um, of, um, what's his name? Of Abraham Lincoln, which is just the most, um, Like disappointing, disapproving look on his face. It is hilarious. And he's just like holding his chin and it almost looks like you can see him just like shaking his head back and forth. Like, what is this office come (laughs) to? (laughs) And so I had a couple thoughts. First of all, uh, um, no one is privileged to get McDonald's. (laughs) No one is privileged to get McDonald's. Like, that is what people complain about, where it's like, people make... Um, don't make enough money, and uh, but they can serve their entire family on um, on uh, McDonald's. And it's like, but we ideally don't want that because there's no nothing good about McDonald's. First of all, these are elite athletes we're also talking about.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And not that they don't eat junk or stuff, but it's just a weird thing to serve elite athletes absolute garbage. And uh, Quavo from the Migos, Michael Strahan, and a couple of other people offered to ha- give him a proper... Uh,
0: proper uh, celebratory meal as well so that was cool so as they should as they should and let let me mention that it wasn't just mcdonald's it was wendy's burger king it was like a smorgasbord of that's fast even more food. offensive <laughs> I mean, in a way, yes. That's like what's someone really... wearing Nike,
1: Adidas, and Reebok all in one outfit. Right. Like, Don't whoa, forget the Under Armour hat on top of it <laughs> yeah. too. Easy. Yeah.
0: But but what's really funny about it, or what struck me about it, is you know there's that really you know infamous picture of Trump standing, you know, looking so proud of himself with all this fast food on like a silver platter with like these fancy candles, mm-hmm. and somebody said, yeah. Having fast food on a silver platter basically sums up Donald Trump's presidency, (laughs) which that was like such a good roast. It was so true. Oh, That is brilliant. That is brilliant. Uh. And then I sent you a message earlier about um, Burger King's response to Trump um, saying hamburgers misspelling hamburgers. Yes. Um, Do you have it up or do you want me to pull it up? Because some of those tweets are just gold. I, I mean, I can just pull up their Twitter, I guess. It's just pure gold. And I also, like, how difficult is it to spell hamburgers correctly? You'd think a man who eats hamburgers all the time would know how to spell hamburgers but correctly. I, I th- it's not that he doesn't know how to spell it. I think it speaks to just, like, his
1: lack. Like, it's, it's, it's a simple thing that um, speaks to his just lack of forethought, lack of awareness, and lack of thinking about what he's doing. Like, like that, it, like, cause obviously, I, I, don't think he doesn't know how to spell hamburgers. He misspells on his phone. Uh, he like mistypes on his phone, like we all do. But the the fact that he sends it, he as the president, he's sending stuff out so quickly <laughs> right. without even giving it like one once quick like simple once over read, is what's mine It's what blows my mind. Because I, right. I, I can't, I can't shit on him for making. We've all made stupid typos, but it's just like how you, true. you being the president um with you know tens of millions of followers and even more millions of people aware of your twitter making stupid mistakes like that um sorry i i I'm, I'm i'm just scrolling through their twitter but i i it's hard for me to uh
0: i'm trying to find it as well i mean it's just so a... funny though like the fact that um oh i think i found it i found the it the fact too. <laughs> that a major oh nice the fact that a major company you know is being is trolling the president just to me also (sighs) like 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 are we really in 2019 like is this really our existence now and And apparently it is it's shocking that it's a company like burger king because they're such a big company that they're
1: the kind of company that is going to take no stance on any sort of like or is not touching politics or you'd think excuse me clearly they are but (laughs) you think they're not touching politics with a 10-foot pole because they're serving everyone. And they're like, we're not going right. to – we can't alienate anyone. And um, the fact that they're making fun of the uh, president is hilarious. So I can read it if you want.
0: Can I, can I sure, first sure. read his tweet? Sure. Uh, read the response So he said, too. great. Being with the national champion Clemson Tigers last night at the White House, because of the shutdown, which he caused, by the way, um, I served them <laughs> massive amounts of fast food, in parentheses, I paid – which I also highly doubt, but whatever. Over one thousand hamburgers, <laughs> etc., <laughs> etc. Within one hour, it was all gone. Great guys and big eaters. Now I, I do believe that they're probably great guys, and they are probably are big eaters for sure. Right. I mean, those football players are huge,
1: right? And yeah, but, I mean, um, they can definitely put away a lot of calories, right? So yeah, so can you read? Can you
0: read Burger King's uh, tweet for us?
1: Um, and uh, yeah, so their tweet is: due to the large order placed yesterday, we're all out of ham- out of hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Just serving hamburgers today. <laughs> um, another thing I noticed about this dinner, by the way, no French fries in sight on that table. Uh, and how cold was yep. that food? Yep. Because it had to have been the way super cold. I work. You got about a ten to fifteen minute window. Maximum. Maximum. Uh huh. And then uh-huh. that shit's ruined.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> right, like it's not that. Right.
1: Oh, it's just kind of cold. It's just like, oh, great. I don't want to eat this. <laughs> like, right. I, and All
0: so I can, imagine, like like, and, I can only imagine like coagulated. I can only
1: imagine ordering it and then getting it driven to the uh, room and then and then everyone shuffling into the room. You know, you know, people leading them there, and then Trump giving a little speech, and then him saying, and now you can eat. And the whole time, people just staring at that food, one being like, what the hell is this? And two being like, this stuff's is getting, getting cold by the second. There was a dude I saw there that had um,
0: ear, uh, AirPods in also while he was getting his food. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's great. You would think, too, if they uh. can if they can have the silver platters and the nice candles out, you would think that they could also have a couple heat lamps. To at least keep the food lukewarm or something. <laughs> I also want to read though this tweet <laughs> by by some heat uh,
1: lamps. Heat lamps are not classy unless I don't know he has some gold heat lamps or something. <laughs> he
0: probably does. Heat I wouldn't lamps. put it past him. That'd be pretty crazy. Oh my god! It? I want to read this tweet though because this tweet is just so it, it's so true. It's from uh, John Zell, official John Zell. You know the presidency is going well when. The fast food chain to whom you gave a bunch of free publicity <laughs> is dragging you for being an, an illiterate moron.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm even mad at myself right now for laughing because this is the country we live in and the government's not even operating right now. So. Right.
0: Oh, this is a good one too. Oh my God. Ken, Ken Plume said, Today is the day that at Burger King became president. <laughs> oh, that's too Speaking good. Speaking of
1: which, um, I, I want to um, spread a little love real quick. Let's and do it. this kind of has to do with not really the uh, meal specifically, but it has to do with uh, the whole shutdown thing. Um, did you see uh, Cardi B uh, Instagram or tweet it? Or I guess she Instagrammed it. I saw it on Twitter. But um, what she said. And, no, you know, she I'm not, I'm, I don't claim to be a Cardi B fan. I think, you know, uh, people seem to like her music and that uh, Bloody Shoes song was good. But uh, our Money Move song was good. But she uh, put something up on uh, Instagram the other day. And uh, talking about the shutdown. And I want to play it for you real quick. It's only a minute. Uh, and, oh, nice. and then well, we yeah, can yeah, chat about it. it. But I'll play it real <laughs> quick.
2: talking on, about all well, oh, but Obama. Sh- hey, y'all. I just want to remind y'all because it's been a little bit over three weeks. Okay. It's been a little bit over three weeks. Trump is now ordering as in summoning, federal government workers to go back to work <laughs> without getting paid. Now, I don't want to hear y'all motherfuckers talking about all oh, but Obama shut down the government for 17 days. Yeah, bitch. For healthcare, so your grandma could check her blood pressure and you bitches could go check your pussy in the gynecologist with no motherfucking problem. Yes. Now, I know a lot of y'all yes. don't care because y'all don't work for the government or y'all probably don't even have a job, but this shit is really fucking serious, bro. This shit is crazy. Like, our, our country is in a hellhole right now. All for a fucking wall. Like, we really need to take this serious. We I feel like we need to take some action. I don't know what type of action, bitch, because. This is not what I do, but bitch, I'm scared. This is crazy. And I really feel bad for these people. that got to go to fucking work to not get motherfucking paid.
1: So first of all, shout out to her. Uh, Shout out to her. And I I, I, I respect, first of all, that that she says she doesn't know what to do because so many people like like, won't admit that they don't know what to do. I like that. But uh, so, yeah, Mm -hmm. that was Cardi B. She's a rapper from uh, the Bronx. Uh, If you couldn't tell by her accent, she's from New York. Anyway. Um, you know, I'm starting to, I'm starting to get really annoyed by people saying, uh, t- telling, like, celebrities or whatever to, um, to shut up. Because, uh, you know, people talk about, oh, she sounds so dumb or whatever. She, like, they don't take her seriously maybe because she says fuck or whatever. But it's like, I heard nothing but good points there. And, um... Oh, me too. And, peop- and this is, I think, part of the reason why people, sh- like, you know, using your platform to speak about what you care about, whatever that is, I think is important. And, um... And I I I think it's um I think it's awesome.
0: So you know I do too, and it was funny too. And that's why we're literally here right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, Yeah. I I agree. And uh, along that same vein, I want to spread a little love to a few different um, companies that have also been helping out with this government um, shutdown, providing people with assistance. First of all. This one came way out of left field, but I think it's a really kind of touching story. The NRA? Is <laughs> it, no. Craft, no. Craft, like craft mac and cheese, craft uh-huh. foods opens a free grocery store for unpaid workers during the government shutdown. Jesus so Christ. workers with any valid government ID can take home a bag of groceries. Um, obviously they're all craft products, so I don't know how great the quality is going to be. Yeah, but
1: I, the good thing about Craft is they own like six, 16,000 companies. So you get a right. wide arrangement of products. So you can get, I mean, even though you know it might not all be high quality, you can, you can get, you could probably like grocery sh- get a, do a,
0: a good you know
1: full grocery shop there. Right,
0: and I just want to read what um, Sergio Eluterio, the head of marketing, said. He said that during the government shutdown, parents should not have to worry about putting dinner on the table because they aren't receiving a paycheck craft stands for families and we want to support the families who have built our brands. This store is one way we can help those affected get the grocery staples they need. And we celebrate all those who are doing their part to help. So big shout out to craft. I think this is great. It's really too bad. It's come to this. I keep wondering when we record these episodes, Jared, when the government will be back and these people will, you know, have their right. job, their, their payback, you know, We're recording this,
1: on. Um thursday and this episode comes out on monday i'd be curious to see if 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 all of this is still relevant on monday right we'll see you know with every day you think like this has got to end at some but it doesn't even seem like it's anywhere close like it doesn't seem like nothing's it doesn't seem like much is happening at least from a citizen's point of view like i don't know what's happening in, in like behind the scenes but i don't see much movement or anything
0: well from well from what i've read and i don't know how true this is i probably should have read a couple different sources but from what i've read um, the Democrats have been trying to negotiate with the Republicans and get the government back in session. And of course, uh, turtlehead Senator Mitch McConnell, um, doesn't want to work with them. <laughs> the head. irony is though, is that most Republicans are going to blame the Democrats for all of this. And a lot of their staunch supporters are going to just believe them blindly. And you know what? Yes, obviously I tend to be fairly liberal, but. You know, if if I find out something that, you know, Democrats would do as well, I'm not just going to blindly believe it. And I think a lot of people, Democrats, Republicans, independents, whoever, they need to do a better job of looking at um, looking at the media, looking at what the politicians are actually doing, because I think a lot of the politicians in the United States only care about themselves, only care about getting more money, getting richer um, and they don't care about representing the people who put them in office.
1: Mm-hmm. That was well said. That was well said. Well, uh, you know, this is not the Rachel Maddow show, so I'm going to continue uh, to spread a little love. Let's spread some more love. You're and, right. Uh, Good call. This is a but still that was very uh, well well put. This is a crazy story. Did you hear about Jamie Kloss? Jamie Kloss? Uh, m- maybe I'm not sure. Let's let's hear the story. Jamie Kloss is uh 16 years old and um she was uh hold on let me i i need my glasses i feel like such an old person right now
0: (laughs) well jared sadly we are getting old
1: um so she was kidnapped in october not only was she kidnapped but her parents were murdered and she was kidnapped in october oh god poor girl and um she was um So she was offered $25,000 by the um, FBI for any information. And then her parents, uh, I think one of her parents' employers, uh, sorry, the FBI offered $25,000 reward for information leading to her rescue. In addition, the Jenny O. Turkey store, the employer of her parents, Denise and uh, James Closs, added another $25,000 on top of that. Um, But there was no information and... um, and uh, on January tenth, Jamie uh, escaped from uh, from the from this guy's house. So uh, Jamie was. I don't fully understand what they, what they're saying here, but essentially what they're saying is that she was like kept captive under his bed. In his bed, I think, if oh, I geez. understand this correctly, his bed was like. Um, imagine it being, sta- his his bed frame being stacked up by bricks. And okay. she was under there in the space between his bed and like that little like in the bricks in the raised yeah, yeah. part gotcha. of his bed. And so one day he was gone for a couple hours, and um and she she forced she got out, and she found someone on the street, and um and then they went to someone's house and they re- and the persons that people at the house recognized her, they called um nine one one and she's fine now, and uh the woman that called 911, her last name is Nutter. Um, I can't find what her first name is right now, but it doesn't really matter. Um, and so they're trying to figure out, the police are trying to figure out um, who the award should go to. And the Nutter, the woman that called, oh, Jean, uh, Jean Nutter, the woman that called, uh, that was the neighbor that, was, that, she, that found her, uh, was saying that, uh, well, and the people that called, who they're called the Casanascas, Ksenoskas said the money should go to her. She's the one that was kidnapped and and got freed. And you guys are looking for someone to uh, give the money to. She seems like the obvious person, the one that's been the most affected by this. And you clearly are looking for someone to give it to. The person that was just walking their dog probably doesn't need random $25,000 reward for anything. But the person that was trapped under uh, this dude's bed could probably use and got lost Her both of her parents could probably use some help. And the dude that kidnapped her, I'm not going to say his name, but he was 21 years old.
0: Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. I, I hope, I know this is to spread a little love, but I hope he rots in prison.
1: Yeah. Well, that's fair. Shout out to, and he will. He got he got charged with um with intentional, uh two counts of intentional homicide and a an count of kidnapping and armed burglary. So he's going away for a while probably and he's five million dollar bail um and he confessed so that's probably because it'd probably be way worse if he didn't i don't know how maybe it's either like death if you don't confess depending on the state or something like that but like if you confess it'll be like a life in prison i'm not a lawyer right but uh yeah so shout out to um jamie for uh being a gangster and getting out of there that's cool Uh, I Mm -hmm. mean, that's not cool, but, you know, that's great that you were able to persevere for months and then find a chance to like and then uh, get the courage to escape like that. Because especially the longer you've been kidnapped, I, at least from what I've heard, the harder it is to escape. And, you know, at some it's because it it just becomes normal at that point. Um, And then shout out to the people, obviously, that helped her, you know, and they didn't just ignore her uh, when they saw some someone who I assume looked a little frantic and probably alarming for someone just walking down the street tonight. almost g- definitely just walk away from her
0: absolutely well just crazy story I have I have one yeah it is I have one more uh shout out for our episode today have you uh, been following what's going on in LA right now uh no there's a huge teacher strike in LA right now I did now. not know that yeah and so some of the and I, I truly believe what a lot of the teachers have been saying It's not... The main issue is not pay, but it's just the environment in which they're forced to work in. Uh, I was watching a video of this one teacher. He said he's been teaching for, I think, like 15 or 16 years, and he has over 40 students in his class. Damn. And and unless you're in a lecture hall at a university, there is no reason why there should be more than 25 students in your class, ideally, right? Right. In, In a perfect world. And so... So these teachers have been striking and uh, I don't know if I was hungry when I was looking for these shoutouts or what but uh, <laughs> turns out that there are taco trucks who are feeding the striking teachers um, which I think is awesome. Oh, yeah. So so these taco trucks have been helping out teachers um, and so, and I'm trying to see so, so um the strike is so o- uh-huh. So the strike is
1: over um- not not like not like crappy classrooms, but just like large class sizes
0: specifically. I think it's just working conditions in general. I would okay. imagine because
1: I would wonder how they could like what sort of immediate action they could get on the large class size thing. Is it just a promise that next year, like next school year, the classes will be smaller or something like that? Yeah, we'll uh, hire more you're teachers. As- you're
0: asking some great questions that I do not have the answer to. <laughs> I mean, I would I would assume you would you would want to hire you know more teachers. But I think I think in the United States there needs to be a cultural shift in which teachers are more respected, revered and also paid better.
1: Yeah, I think, I think I think that starts at I think that starts at the paid better part level, which probably starts at, at some government level. Mhm. Exactly. Uh, but that's I mean th- th- things like that are like are what sort of make me be- have no hope for the world though. is because um you know, it's like we, like, that for things to change, we need these giant cultural and, like, societal changes. It's like, th- does society work like that? Or is it like, or is it like we're racing progress versus, you know, regress? Right. Like, we're, we're sort of fighting that, you know, when, like, two superpowers, like, you see a red and a uh, green lightsaber, like, hit each other, and they're both, like, pushing mm-hmm. hard, and it's like, which way is winning? And I don't know, right. I don't know. Uh, but what me, I do me when I, there. What I do when I get all existential and depressed like that is I just um, sort of <laughs> zone out with a beer.
0: <laughs> That's right. Good call.
1: Um, and this one I'm excited for. Uh, and I'll show you why. You'll see why I'm excited in a second.
0: I'm excited to see it. Um, to, all, to all of our listeners out there, Jared even told me – usually Jared doesn't tell me beforehand that he's excited about the beer of the pod. So <laughs> – um. This 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 ought to be a special one. I think I'm. I'm really looking forward to it.
1: What if it just? Sorry, I'm ten
0: feet away. What well, if it's like a Bud Light or a Miller Light? <laughs> I'm gonna be so angry. No, I say what if it like had your face on
1: it or something? What? Yeah, dude. What? Are you serious? <laughs> I don't want to put it too close because I don't. Oh it's my god, dripping.
0: that is amazing. <laughs> Where did you find that?
1: So Chad is is um flabbergasted because I have. A Steam Brew Imperial IPA. If you guys remember, not last episode, but the episode before that, Chad did a Beer of the Pod review. And he brought a Steam Brew German Red. And so I, w- I went to uh, one of my local beer stores that I often go to for Beer of the Pods. And I was just looking around, and I, it, I, it, my, I just saw that Steampunk logo, but in a different color. I was like, well, I know what I'm getting. And there was no hesitation. That um, and literally so- just blew my mind. It's weird. There is – so this beer has some sort of connection to Lidl that I'm not fully sure about because there's a lot of talk about it being sold at Lidl. And then also I could not find a website on this beer at all, like Uh no website. And I found a website for the actual producer of the beer, but it's like some sort of shitty website that doesn't even (laughs) reference – the actual steam brew line at all is this a, so, like a steampunk thing to be make have like this super pro- low key beer? I probably. don't know much about steampunk except for a lot. There's a lot of gears involved, right? <laughs> <And> buckles <laughs> uh, sounds about right. <laughs> a lot of So liver. I got I gotta ask, Joe, <laughs> did you find that at Lidl? No, I went to it was like a beer supply kind of store. Okay, um, interesting. But they, it's, okay. they always have. I mean, they have like all your all your staples. But they always have like a refrigerated section that has a lot. Like they've, they, they've, they were, they, that's where I've gotten, I'd say, 80% of my Beer of the Pod reviews. Oh, nice. Man, wh- what are the odds? Oh my God, that is so the fact crazy I on it, so
0: many levels.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. And it's actually surprisingly cheap, too. So yeah. I'm going to pop it open. So it's an Imperial IPA. And as Chad mentioned two episodes ago, let the, let's oil the gears of life.
0: That's right. And
1: um, it's an Imperial IPA. It's
0: 7.8%, I believe. So that one's a lot stronger than mine.
1: It is, but that's the nature of the Imperial IPA.
0: That is true.
1: Notice the... Uh... I, like, I like, you know, it's, it's a theater of the mind for everyone here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we might even just be drinking the
0: Coca-Cola. Form. They have no idea. That's true. I guess our pictures prove it. It's also a, s- um, a pint uh-huh. as well, by the way. I wanted to, wanted to mention that. I also got to say, I Jared's pouring it right now, and I got to say, I like the color. Me too. It's a, a good it's a looking very, color. It's a very like red amp kind of ambery red,
1: and um, it's um, a little hazy, but you you can't fully tell because of that red color. But um, yeah, it is a very nice color. It smells like an IPA, but it doesn't smell like. It's what not, what exactly does an IPA smell like? Like there's always like slight fruitiness to it, to, to the IPA
0: smell, but also some hops or
1: yes, hops and fruit. I would say like 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 a citrusy sort of um, smell. Okay, mixed with hops. It's not that Just good. It's not that it. good. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not okay. that it's bad. And it's not that not that good. That was not the right answer. I'll tell you what it reminds me of, actually. This was a beer of the pot from long ago. It reminds me of the Last Chance IPA. Remember that beer that had the dog on the side of it? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of tastes like that, but with less
0: flavor to it. Like, less complete okay. of a flavor. Hmm. So are you getting any hints of anything from the taste? Good aftertaste? What do you think? It's, it's, it's like
1: a... It's kind of got, like, this tangy taste to it, but there's not much... I, I, like, it just doesn't taste like there's much, like flavor, like notice, like the flavors aren't noticeable enough to me, okay. like, like, and I'm saying yeah, yeah. that that's a, one of the <laughs> downsides of it. And I'm not saying I can't figure it out. I'm saying it's not clear enough, and um, yeah, um, like it's not bad. Like I'm not gonna not enjoy drinking this. It's just not. <laughs> it's not. There's not that much
0: complexity going on there. Right. Hmm. So would you actually? you know, if you were at a bar or a restaurant, would you actually like go out and buy this one, or?
1: Uh, maybe, like if, depending on what else was on the menu, maybe I would. It probably wouldn't be my first choice, but like if I didn't notice anything, recognize anything else, and I was just like, oh, what, no, I probably wouldn't. Because if I didn't notice recognize anything else, I'd probably just um, try something new and just pick something at random, like some other okay. random IPA, and maybe I'd stumble upon something new. Um, and I don't, and that, yeah. So it's an interesting beer, and it's, it just tastes simple. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, and I think that's fair because that kind of speaks to the price of it. It was a four pack of of pints, and it was mm-hmm. like nine bucks, which is not that's that bad. Cheap. That's pretty cheap. Um, and um, I think it, it's it's um, but that speaks to also the fact that it's a Lidl beer. <laughs> right. Um. But, right. But yeah, it's not bad. I and I'll give him this. I love the can. Love the can. Oh, the
0: the logos are fantastic. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I'll still enjoy that's this. Crazy. One, and I'll 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 drink the other 3. Might as well at this point, right? Right. Right. Um but yeah, I had to try it out. That was a, a nice little
0: surprise. Nice. That's, so that's Awesome the Steam dude. Brew Imperial I, IPA. I cannot I cannot believe it. Um It's like uh, I feel like it's it's like in oh what movie is that? Where where they talk about um, looking up at the moon, and they're like parents are looking too. I feel like for me, I could be drinking my uh, <laughs> steam brew beer while you're drinking your steam brew beer across the ocean. It's like we're it's like we're
1: <laughs> right next to each other, podcasting right. as we hug each other and share one microphone. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, uh, anyway, that's just a hilarious image to me. we cheek to cheek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we man. have we to. We should be the spokespeople <laughs> for this for this steam brew.
2: That's too uh, funny.
1: Sipping on our different colored steam brews. He's exactly. a German red, and I'm an imperial IPA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, that's so, yeah. too good. Anyway, uh, you know what time it is? Because I know what time it is. It's definitely. Time for some new untranslatables? I think so. Untranslatables. Ooh, yep. I'm trying to get into the habit of explaining what it is. This is the untranslatable owl. And untranslatables are um, phrases, idioms, <clears throat> proverbs, sayings that your grandma used to always say to you that you um, that you always took to heart but never fully knew what she was saying. Uh, Chad and I love those, and we like finding ones in different languages. And... Um, and trying to figure out what they mean um, in English. So uh, I'll start it off if you want. How
0: many do you have? Yes, yes please. I have two Czech ones.
1: Okay, I have three, so I'll start it off. Um, The first one is uh, Portuguese, specifically Brazil, and it's Enfiado pe na Jaca. And it means to put your feet in the jaca. And jaca is like a jackfruit, I believe, which is a tropical Brazilian fruit known for being very sticky.
0: Oh, okay. To put your feet in the jacka. Okay. So I'm assuming that the stickiness of the fruit is important to know, yeah? Not really, no. No. okay. Because I was going to guess, it's like uh, if you get, as we say in English, get into a sticky situation.
1: Kind of. You're on the right track. But it's not that kind of, it's, it's a specific sticky situation. What? It's a specific kind of sticky situation. I mean, I can give you an example if you'd like.
0: Yes, please.
1: So um, you know, I'm sipping on this steam brew, and uh, who knows how long this podcast could could go. I might drink uh, three or four of these puppies just in the uh, during the podcast, but you'll know because um, I'll would have put my feet in the jocka by by uh by then by by the end of the episode, and I'll be slurring my words, and it'll be a mess.
0: So does it just mean to get drunk? Yeah, really? we have a uh,
1: we have a um English untranslatable that um. That is similar. Can you think of what, it, what the English version would be? How we'd say to get drunk? I mean, we have a lot of ways to say drunk, but it's we, I was just going to say
0: there are too many ways. It's not like um, hammered.
1: It's like a phrase.
0: And it ha- does it have to do with feet or <clears throat> no, what is no. it? It has to do no. with
1: uh, making your bed.
0: <laughs>
1: not really, Maybe. but I, you, three sheets I'm to lost. the wind. I've never heard that before. Oh, no, you haven't. Oh. No. I, I never use it, but I've heard it plenty of times and I know what it means. Yeah. Three sheets to the wind just means you're hammered. Oh,
0: I like that. Okay. Three sheets to the wind. Yeah. Teaching me some new <laughs> stuff today, Jerry. Very go. nice. There you go. All hey, right. So, Jared, if you remember correctly, I believe it was the last episode, I gave you a Dutch phrase um, that was like, um, have a mouthful of teeth or something, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And that meant that you are speechless, mm-hmm. right? Well, now I have a Czech one that's similar, but has a very different meaning. So, this is... Mam toho Pinezubi, which means um, that their teeth are full, or to have full teeth. Does that mam mean mam toho re- really have to pee? You have to pee really bad. Nope.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, it's it's always funny to me why I'm like, it's like, why are you so confident that that's what it is? <laughs> um, right. right. I think I know it. Um, I, I love the confidence though. Keep it, keep it going. <laughs> Uh mouthful of teeth. Is it like you're holding on to
0: a secret or something? Um no, and it's not mouthful of teeth, but the your teeth are full. Teeth are full. Oh, okay, okay. What is it? What is it? Give it to me. Well, the Germans will say that they have the their nose full. I don't know. Means to be fed up. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So this oh, is something you it. don't Just want your friends abroad to be uh,
1: saying about you in Czech. <laughs> Just different ways of saying you're like, I'm filled to the brim with rage right now. I'm right here. Right. You got me right here. Exactly. Um, I got what do we say in that... English? Um, that, um, you're, on, you're on my last nerve or oh, you think like specifically having to do with like overflowing. Right. Or like... Uh, oh, like I'm about to blow my,
0: blow my lid or blow my top. Oh, that's true. That's that true. has to
1: do with overflowing kind right. of. Uh... Right,
0: right. And as I said, the Germans will say like "Ich hab die Nase voll." My my right. nose is full. But yeah. Anyways, let's hear your other untranslatable, Jared. Uh, my next one is also
1: Portuguese from Brazil, and it's "cara de pau,"
0: which means what?
1: Uh, wood face, or I assume face of wood would be my guess. Face
0: of wood. So is this like is this like a poker face? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> face of wood is—is is this like if you're just really serious? No. Get, so can you give me an example? The
1: example, um, uh, the example that the website gives me, I, I want to use. So it says, "Why, <clears throat> why uh, face of wood? Try punching a piece of wood. Did it flinch? I don't think so. Oh, so it's like if you're like not easily
0: spooked or startled." Yeah.
1: Not really. No, it's actually so someone that has a face of wood is someone that is, for example, um, someone that's like uh, someone that's hammered, someone that's three sheets to the wind, someone that's got their feet in the jocka, and say Uh they run into Conor McGregor at um, at um, at like the bar. And they're like, hey, Conor, you're a wimp. I got a brown belt. I could take you. And, uh-huh. um, and it's someone that's essentially brazen and a shameless person, like someone that's just ah, like, okay, like wait, like, so it's, so it's like you're, sh- you're shameless to, to
0: and in, in the face of stupidity, essentially. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Nice. Good to know. Well, Jerry, do you think either of us have a face made of wood or a face of wood? No, I, I I'm full of shame. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. I also don't have a face of wood. All right. So my last one is check, and it is, um, tiesta, which means to be made from the same dough, cut from the same cloth. Yes, sir. Hit that ham you horn. You and my I dude. are cut
1: from the same cloth. <laughs> So is it like we're we're like the same kind of person, we kind of have the same personality and get exactly. along very well. We understand exactly. each other. I
0: wanted I wanted to get one that was kind of related to friends. So I thought that would be a good one.
1: I have my next one's related to friends as well. It's French. Avoir le guil goule guilguel guel de bois. <laughs> I don't know how to say that word. Goulet debois. And it, uh, avoir le guel de bois. Goodbye Mif- something. No. Avoir is to have, to have a mouth
0: oh. of wood. To have a mouth of wood
1: is what yep. that means? More wood, baby. <laughs> 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 Bad kind choice of, of mouth. More wood. <laughs> 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 that should no, be a actually, drop right there. It is very similar um, to uh, kind of our previous two, uh, like it's in the same line. So think about being three sheets to the wind, think about having a wood face, and then think about yourself the next morning. Oh, so it just means you're hung over. Yep. To have a mouth of wood is to um, be hung over.
0: That's fair. All right. That's fair. A mouth nice. of wood.
1: Maybe it's, is it because your mouth is like really dry or something?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Could be. Or, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. That's a good question. <clears throat> you, should, you should ask one of our friends who speaks French. Uh, ask Laura. See if she knows it.
1: Oh, yeah, my sister speaks French. No offense, but she speaks better French than my, uh, than Laura.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. Um,
1: so, yeah, I, I, that doesn't really have to do with making friends, but a lot of my adult making friends situations involved alcohol, that's for sure. Okay. Fair uh, enough.
0: So, yeah, let's head into the main segment and talk about uh, making friends abroad or just in general, really, as an adult, because it definitely does get a lot more difficult as you get older, right? You have more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. People usually are set within their own friendship circles. You're put so in you situations a, when you're younger mm-hmm. that surround
1: you by t- t- people your age. hmm you're, exactly. you're not you don't have that many people that are, are put in front of you as an adult as well. Outside of work, but
0: that's a different uh dynamic. Right. I, I just want to ask times. Um How do you feel about work friends?
1: Uh not a big fan. I feel like I need to loosen up a little bit. Um, uh, but I I I I'm just very nervous about mixing work and pleasure I, i've fair. i've gotten a drink with um with my coworkers once and we we had a uh, uh, like this sort of convention thing out in the yes. uh, out in a city sort of outside of philadelphia and we had to, like a sales convention thing so we had to present and it was kind of a big deal for us so after we're like oh let's go get dinner after and we all went to a local little bar restaurant and um even I felt like uncomfortable having more than like a beer, and this this these were my immediate coworkers. So the oldest person, like it was me, who's twenty. Well, I was probably twenty six at the time, and then the oldest person there was probably like thirty. So it's not like I was with like the CEO or something. It's right. just like when I always feel like I'm always sort of uh, on defense a little bit, like I don't like always making sure you're not uh, or me I'm not revealing too much. But I think I take it a little too far sometimes, and it would behoove me to uh, to make, make friends with coworkers. Right.
0: But, you know, I, I see exactly where you're coming from with the whole separating work and play. And that's not always a bad thing, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I think the most difficult thing about making friends as an adult, whether you just move to a new city or you're like me and you move across the ocean, um, is you just have to, you just have to be aware and accept the fact that no matter what you have to get out of your comfort zone. You yeah, know, there's really there's really no way you can do it without mm-hmm. getting out of your comfort zone, um, unless you're already very comfortable just chatting up strangers. Right, unless your comfort people. zone is chatting up strangers, which is right. for a, probably like a
1: you know fifty percent of the population. That's just a guess. I don't know. You know, I, I just made up half the population's outgoing. Right. The right.
0: other half's not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there assumption? are definitely a lot of extroverted people out there that I'm sure do enjoy it. And there are a lot of moments where. I started to notice there are a lot of moments when um, I feel a lot of regret or guilt when I don't talk to someone. Yeah, you me know, too. If I have an opportunity to and then I don't take it. Now I notice like, like obviously you can't cry over spilled milk, but like um, when I was at the ball, there were a lot of people that like I could have talked to and I didn't. And I was thinking about it in retrospect and I was like, you know, some of those people could have been really cool. And maybe I could have made a couple of really good friends out of it, you know? Um, yeah. And so, so now, uh, and that leads me to another one of my points, which is not only do you need to get out of your comfort zone, but you also sometimes have to be a yes man or a yes woman where, you know, you meet somebody new. What you don't want to do is meet someone new and then they invite you out and you're too tired or, or whatever. And you just say, oh no, I'll go thing. next time. Because I think after two or three times of you declining plans, they're just not going to invite you anymore.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I yeah, I agree with all of that. I would say that um, especially in like today, making friends for me personally is harder than dating because dating at least has like the like the positive or like the all the app stuff like that makes dating Mm -hmm. a lot easier. For, that's true for people and making friends is way harder and like um, I'm terrible at it by the way if you guys hadn't known didn't know that I haven't listened to one episode or me say anything <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm terrible at it uh, I had a I had a friend that uh, used to that well, he still lives there but he lives literally like 30 minutes down the the uh, 30 seconds down the street from me 30 minutes he's right there it's just like a 30 minute <laughs> right. drive I, was I gotta wondering, hop where on a train wrong with that when you said 30 <laughs> minutes <but. laughs> no he's 30 seconds down the road from me and um, I met him at a party like a couple years ago and, you know, we got to chatting at the party, and I found out that uh, he's from Ohio, We he, that he worked at the auto show in Detroit a lot because he, he does rigging mm-hmm. of, like, lights and sound systems and all oh, that cool. stuff. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, it's cool. He showed me pictures and stuff, and he set up some crazy concerts at some pretty big venues. That's awesome. Um, and it's pretty awesome. Um and so we, we uh so we started you know we exchanged co- contact information and I felt so proud of myself I was like holy shit I made a friend <laughs> right and so we hung out a a, a good uh, we hung out from time to time um and then like a couple months ago we just never we just stopped hanging out and I haven't seen him right. in probably like over like six seven eight months and I know he still lives there because I drive past this place when I go to work and I see his car from time to
0: time so he's there but like bro it, you gotta just text him and be like let's get a beer.
1: I think I, you know, I, I think I got to a point where I, I started thinking or convincing myself that he's like that. I'm just like a charity case, and that he doesn't really want to hang out with me. Um, and so now that it's been so long, I feel like I've been confirmed. But I haven't said anything either, so <laughs> right. So that's kind of yeah. ridiculous.
0: But see, and that that brings another really good point, though, Jared. That you can't go into any new friendship or even dating or relationship thinking you're a charity case. Because look, Jared, I can tell you as a friend of yours for a long time. Let's not do this. (laughs) You're 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 an awesome guy. You're a lot of fun to hang out with. And you're not a charity case. But I know where you're coming from. You know, it's very normal, I think, to worry, oh, am I bothering them? Am I being annoying? You know. And that's why it's also easier to date as well. It's because you have certain
1: things like kissing or something, to be like, Oh, I think this person likes me. Cause she right. uh, willingly kissed me and wanted to do it again or something where it's like, you know, I'm hanging I'm drinking a beer, uh, you know, joke around with, the, with this dude and be like, does he, does he like me or is like, it's just right. like I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to try to kiss him at the end of this. I don't know. <laughs> you know it's like, it's hard That's to get this soc- a good to friend. It's yeah. hard. To- <laughs> or make a very, make a very good <laughs> a friend. <laughs> That's true. Um, That's true. Yeah, like like it's hard to get those sort of clear signs that someone likes you when it's a platonic friendship and not some sort of right. romantic
0: situation. I mean, that's why you got to you got to put yourself out there to a level and I mean, honestly man, the the thing I've learned about going abroad, especially this time where I came abroad and other than my colleagues at school, I knew literally no one. Right. No one at all, right? And I got here and one thing I've learned is if you if you just engage with people, and if you ask them about themselves, it's amazing how quickly and easily they will want to be friends with you. And obviously, I'm a little fortunate here. I have the kind of exotic foreigner. I'm doing air quotes right now, Jared can see. I'm like the exotic no, foreigner not. No, here. he's not. He's because nodding he...
1: along and doing eyebrows at me, actually. That's, that's right. <laughs> Winking as well. But... um
0: you know, and so obviously that does put me at an advantage being here because, you know, I'm, as far as I know, I think I'm the only American in my town. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that obviously helps me a little bit. But at the same time, I think if, if I didn't show interest in these other people and just ranted about myself or the United States or whatever, um, I think the friendships would end very quickly and they wouldn't be very you know, solid friendship. So being able to put yourself out there and not only putting yourself out there, but, you know, like like that guy you met, you know, sometimes you just got to say like, hey, man, you're a cool dude and I like hanging out with you. And it's really Oof. surprising. My I Literally,
1: like I felt butterflies
0: when you just said that to
1: me. Right, <laughs> As, exactly. <laughs> see, it's powerful. Like, oh
0: <laughs> but that's the thing, though. I mean, I think a lot of us are really afraid, especially... You know, uh, we're both men here and I feel like a lot of guys are really afraid to to say things like that, you know. Right. It because requires it's like, oh, you're you emotional and sentimental. But right. at the same time, it's like I don't think there's anything negative telling somebody, "Hey, you're cool and I have fun chilling with you." You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. So no. try that out. That's your homework, Good Jared. Point. Try that out
1: next time you meet I actually- a new friend. I actually wrote that down on here that we we could turn this whole episode or this whole podcast from here on out into like a cognitive behavioral therapy session, and Ooh. like assign, <laughs> assign me like tasks on how to make friends, go oh, out I would to love the that. <laughs> because there are a couple other things I thought of, and these are some things that um I want to implement in 2019 regardless is is find activities that you like and do them. And so, like, mm-hmm. you know, whenever I, I say that or someone says that to me, my excuse is then going to be, oh, I've done that. Just unfortunately, all the activities I like either are solo activities or um, or are I'm surrounded by old people. Like if I go to the Chamber concert, none of those people are going to be my friends. The, the youngest person there was 65 besides from me. Um, that's actually not true. Not at the last one. But that's usually how it is. And... Um, <clears throat> And so find activities that you like and do them. I want to start doing yoga because, I, one, I oh, want to. nice. I want to. I'm not very flexible. That. And then also, like, I, I have headphones in or I'm listening to podcast or music all day long as i've talked about mm-hmm. from waking up to going to bed and i would like to also use that yoga to channel in like a little med- meditating just to like get out of my stop that's a like, great idea be able to get yeah, into my head, not even get out of my head be able to like actually think and and
0: and not just drown out my mm-hmm. thoughts essentially and it's good for your health as well can i <clears throat> right. can i say though you're um, i'm going to be nitpicky this episode just because Please. that's okay i'm, I'm going to i can to. take it and i and i want to Um, but you know, you, you mentioned that when you go to the chamber concerts, you know, everyone's 65 years and older. I got to ask you though, man, why can't they be your friends? Why does it matter how old they are? Yeah, that's true. Listen to me talking
1: like an ageist. I just had an episode. We just have an episode (laughs) where I said ageism's a problem. That's true. And I'm like, I don't want to be friends with these old people. They have nothing to offer me.
0: (laughs) Because, because what, what I could (sighs) tell you is one it would be easy to strike up a conversation with these people because you're there for the same reason. You're all music right. lovers. That's mm-hmm. very clear. I also um, feel like they're smarter than me as far as music goes. I'm like, I, I don't understand this. music But see, like that's you guys great do. though. That that gives you an opportunity to learn a lot more about music. That's a good point. Like, yeah. Like if I if I were there, dude, I would be nerding out so hard the entire time. I mean, I've never stayed longer than like
1: 10 minutes after one of those things ends, and there's like a like a little reception thing after, and I just leave. Right. Right. Um, so next one, the next one's in March. I'll stay, around. Mm-hmm. I'll stick around, uh, right. and I, you know what? I'm uh, now, I'm, you know, I'm mad at myself because um, uh, I don't know if we're supposed to do this at professional. Like I don't know if this is a professional thing to do, but I emailed Jupstrom and he never uh, emailed us back. And right. um, <laughs> uh, all I keep thinking was, if I would have just said, "Oh, great job at at the concert," then right. it would have been a whole different story.
0: I think that's true. That's very true.
1: If I would have made that, uh, that introduction at the concert rather than just emailing, I'm saying, great concert. Um, right. So, yeah, stuff like that I think is definitely something to keep in mind. Um, and, um, oh, another activity I want to do, because even though I want to do yoga, I don't th- still don't think that's the best place to really strike up conversation. It's a very mm-hmm. quiet, you know, usually a very solitary thing, even though you can be in classes with a lot of people. I also want to join a soccer league. Because um, I like to play soccer, as you know, you and I used to always play, and yep. that's a great way to obviously be social
0: and make people. Oh, perfect meet people. way, perfect way.
1: Yeah, and you should and try I'm good to, too, So that kind of Let helps. me let me tell you, you from experience: know, to you to need own to own horn, find <laughs> a
0: soccer league that's a beer league, so you can go out and grab drinks with your teammates after. Oh because yeah, that's what I did the last two summers while I was uh, still living in East Lansing. Not related and, to uh, your school, or was it like through your like it was like it, it was completely different. It was a uh, it, uh, um, it was called I, my life. They also have them in Ann Arbor as well, and I think Grand Rapids. And uh, we would always afterwards usually stay for beers. When I was finishing my master's thesis, there were a couple games where I would go to the game, and then I would just go straight home. But usually, I would try to stay for a beer or two, and it was it was a really great way to bond with your teammates, get to know everybody, share some laughs. You know, it was really fantastic. I've seen I also want to mention before.
1: I was, all I said was I've seen those, like, people that, like with their, like, blah, 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 soccer league with some exactly. stupid name, some stupid exactly. pun or something. But it's,
0: gra- it's a great time. I would highly, highly recommend it to anybody out there. The other thing Elf, I wanted to kicks. mention, too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what my beer league's name. <laughs> That's right. The, the other thing, though, that I want to mention, too, Jared, is I think if you approach uh, friendships kind of similar to dating... Um, you might have higher quality friendships or at least maybe longer friendships because um, y- you might be more willing to say things like, like that was a good time. Let's hang out again sometime. You know what I mean? Right. Um, because obviously with the date, there's, there's a little bit different motivation doing that. You know, you know, mm-hmm. you're attracted to them or whatever. Um, but, you know, I think it's also Talk important to definitely be able to spend some time with your friends and do things. And another thing I'd like to mention is you mentioned, um, you mentioned like there, there are dating apps out there, right? Which definitely makes dating life easier for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. There are a couple websites or apps that I would suggest to all of our listeners and to you as well. Um, one that I learned from Annabelle, who was a guest on our podcast a while ago, Um that uh, I recently got a couch surfing account and there are some awesome hangouts. So you can get couch surfing if you want to stay at places or offer up your place. Mm -hmm. But couch surfing also has couch surfing hangouts where that's where I met one of my friends in Prague, who's a really cool guy. I'll probably see him this weekend as well. Um, And he actually took me to this. I've mentioned it on the podcast. He's the one who took me to the secret bar in Prague where I've also met more friends so just through that one couch surfing meetup, I met at least four or five people. Right. Another one that can offer a similar sort
1: of thing is um, the app, app called Meetup. Yep. And it's a, it doesn't have the crowd surfing aspect to it, but it, it has activities like that. Another thing I considered, and this is not something that I'm like, I'm going to do this in 2019, but it probably probably would be useful is um, maybe like finding like a language buddy, someone that speaks German and maybe they're trying to work on their English or something.
0: That's a great idea. And
1: because my, you know, my German is only getting worse by the day. Not that it's like going, not that it's gone, but it's only getting worse as, the, you know, the more I don't use it. And so, uh, you know, maybe if I could find someone where I, you know, we can get a coffee or go to the bar and get a beer or something. And I would suggest a beer for sure. Speak German over German. steam brew. <laughs> and there's a place, there's a place right down the street for me called Frankfurt Hall, which is kind of like a, uh, uh, German style uh, beer garden. They have um, like an oh, nice. outdoor area with benches and, you know, a bunch of German beers on tap. Sounds very gemütlich. Yeah. People can really just triangulate my home. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I think finding activities that that put you in those situations is key. I, I don't do that. Um, right. Like all my, all my, even uh, that dude I'm telling you about that lives down the street from me, he um, he actually mountain bikes as well, and I've met I've met some of his friends, um, and they one of his friends is a car nerd that also mountain bikes, um, and he's like, you should come with us sometime, and I'm like, and I, I can't, I don't want to do it because one, I'm sure they're so much better than me. And I'm like I don't I'm not and and, and but it's that's like, how not, you get better. I'm not trying to get I'm not trying to either slow you guys down or just like get embarrassed
0: by getting dusted. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, worst case scenario you go once and you slow them down a little bit or you get dusted and then you don't go again. But what if you go there and you're better than them? Or yeah, you can keep up with them. But uh they
1: bike way more than I do, but uh, maybe I could. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I can, I can find 16,000 reasons
0: why they wouldn't be better than me, but it's not useless. I mean, it's, excuse me. It's useless going through them. Right. Well, and I think the big thing is, once again, this goes back to the whole, um, you know, oh, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to be a charity or a chore. But I think sometimes you just got to go out on a limb and give it a try, you know? And worse, I would rather, especially the older I get, I would rather try and fail then honestly man that sense of regret and disappointment after being like man I should have just done it to mm-hmm. me is far worse than what would have happened if I would have just failed you know Yeah
1: yeah I have a lot of those uh, what would have happened situations Right where uh, people even like handed it to me or handed it over to me on the on a platter I'm like eh, I don't want to <laughs> I'll I'll, right. I'll step out of the situation just cuz I'm I guess scared is the answer it was the reason mm-hmm. why who knows Right um, so this episode is called making friends Ab- abroad we uh, all we've done is um listen to me complain about uh which I'm not even complaining but uh um what is have you noticed a difference uh in your uh, travels abroad and making friends in various countries uh, uh including America on what you your approaches or how hard or easy it is
0: do you, so you mean like culturally or
1: yeah, like you like mean? you know, when I made friends in Germany, uh, the trick or uh, the trick for me was versus that doesn't really work now that I'm in the Czech Republic.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, in Germany for me, Germany and Austria, it's a it, for me it's a different situation because, as you know, Jared, and probably a lot of our listeners by now, you know, I've been a big German nerd for years. You know, mm-hmm. I I was super motivated to learn the language. I love every opportunity I I can get to speak it. And so for me going to Germany and Austria, I guess I don't view it as necessarily making friends, but practicing my German, which is probably not the best outlook to have. Um, and maybe some people maybe feel like I'm using them to practice my German, but at the same time, like for me, I would rather just strike up a conversation. And usually because I'm in a foreign country, it's, it's easy to facilitate a, a, a conversation about a lot of different things, right? People will usually hear my accent one of my favorite things to do when they hear it, if I'm speaking German, is I say, where do you think I'm from? Mm-hmm. And I get all sorts of crazy answers, which I always, which also is kind of a confidence booster. I'm not going to lie, you know, <laughs> because the, the first guess is never the United States of America. I'll get Belgium or France, uh, Netherlands, uh, but I won't usually get the United States of America. Um, and then when I tell them a lot of the times they don't believe me and they think I'm pulling their leg or something or I'm joking around... And then I have to pull out my Michigan driver's license, and then they'll believe me. But um, pulling a leg, I- exactly. But um, anyway, so so for Germany and Austria, it was usually fairly easy for me to make friends. Um, I have quite a few really good friends in Germany. I have to say though, I had I don't know if it's well, actually no, I've spent more time collectively in Austria than I did in Germany. But I would say I have more German friends, and I think that's because culturally. At least the the regions where I was in Germany, people tend to be very friendly and open, which tends to be areas near Cologne, areas near the Rhine. They tend to be very open, very friendly. I would I would even equate it to midwestern friendliness, right? Whereas, really, yeah, 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 oh yeah, mm-hmm. wow. W- whereas Austria, Comparing especially Vienna, Germans being a, vi- a <laughs> big
1: midwestern city, midwestern friendliness. What? I was just. I'm still. I. I mean. I. I'm okay. <laughs>
0: I'll take your word I mean, for it. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people um, who live in, the, in the, the Rheinland, as they call it, will, will say they're very, like, warmherzig or warm-hearted, and they're very okay. friendly. Okay. Um, and a lot of them have a good sense of humor. They like to have a good time. So it makes it easier to make friends, right? Whereas Vienna, it's such a big city, I think people tend to be more focused on themselves— um, Austrians in general I think are a little bit more reserved not all of them but a lot of them tend to be more reserved and it takes a lot of time for you to kind of become friends with them right so Whereas, would oh, you say uh, that you
1: that means you have to take a more of an
0: effort to mm-hmm. make it oh, happen? A hundred, then? a hundred percent not only more effort but just more time it just to me it tends to take longer and I would also say it's similar in the Czech Republic Um, I have, I have quite a few fantastic friends here and I'm going to be honest, a lot of them I've met through school or through, through a coworker or a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of them are also my students that I would definitely call my friends as well. Um, which is also kind of a weird situation because the moment I step in the classroom, you know, I'm sorry, but I can't be your friend right now. I'm your teacher, you know? Um, and it's not that I don't want to be their friends while I'm teaching them, but you know, I'm, I'm there to also help them. Learn English, improve their English, and get a good education. Right. So, so there, you know, there are certain priorities and also certain boundaries that that I'm not willing to cross with my students. Um, but what's important is that um, I think you just have to kind of keep, you know, you have to just persevere, keep talking, um, you know, keep going and doing things with them. And eventually, with with the Czech people that I'm friends with and also the Austrians, um, it just seems to take a little bit more time. But I would also say that people that I've become friends with in almost every country abroad, not only Germany, Austria, Czech Republic, but I have friends in Brazil, um, Tunisia, all, all over the place. And these people who I would consider my friends also strike me as people who will be friends for my the rest of my life, right? Oh, that's good. These aren't just some fair weather friends <laughs> who, who hang out with you when it's convenient. But, you know, they're, you know, they'll randomly send you a message on Facebook since, you know, we're not in the same country um, or Skype or whatever. And, um, and that's the other thing, though, that's important. When you make friends abroad, it's really important to maintain those friendships, um, you know, and stay in contact. And it's, it's natural, I think, for the contact to slowly diminish over time just because people get busy living their lives. But even just a, hey, I hope you're doing good, I think goes a long way. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm bad
1: at that with my good friends and family where um, Me too. like I I I'm I am i am good at replying, but I'm never good at reaching out. And I don't I don't know what that is. Um Do <laughs> you look like a reverse version of I, I, I it's so funny looking at you cuz I can only see like from your nose <laughs> from your nose down. Better? <laughs> yeah, that's better. Um uh, sorry, it was just, um, what were we saying? Oh, yeah, I, reaching out is 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 a hard thing. And I don't know what it is that's hard about it, because it's not like I, with the people that I'm bad at reaching out to, I mean, it's everyone, but there are specifically people where it's like, uh, it's not like it's my family, where it's not like I'm nervous that I'm bothering them, or like my close friends, where I don't think I'd be bothering them. But I still never do it. And I think some of that honestly has to, well, I don't know what it is, but a lot of it I feel like has to do with this podcast listening and cherishing my, um, free time um i used to uh since i've lived here in philadelphia i've um made friends here and there but generally i wouldn't say i have any like friends here um and for the longest time i would uh, like my parents or my family would ask me oh you making any new friends in philadelphia and i would just lie because um what would, what's the alternative to that? <laughs> like, right. it's almost like saying, oh, hey, how how you doing? Well, I'm suicidal." <laughs> you know, that's not <laughs> right. true, by the way. That's just an example. Um, but it's just like, what sort of response are, are you looking for to that? And um, and so I, I and so like, and I'm also like, I'm, I guess I'm okay with it. You know, you know, not making friends, but it's also like it doesn't seem sustainable for uh, like uh, for a long period of time. It's like, how long? Am I going to be okay with this before I'm going to like slowly realize that I've turned insane uh, yeah. and that I'm growing like uh, uh, lesions on my back or something? Um, I don't know what that has to do with anything.
0: But and I'm, I hate um, to break it to you, Jared, but there's a lot of studies that show that uh, quality of life is usually measured by the relationships and friendships you have, not money or status or anything right. like that.
1: Well, yeah. And I do have friends, just not in, not in my home, not in Philadelphia. But I have like friends from college and stuff that I talk to pretty common. But, um, yeah, I would definitely say that... Um, are you one to, say, when you go out to a bar or something, strike up a conversation with the stranger there?
0: Oh, yeah. I, I, I have to admit, I'm much less likely to do that here in the Czech Republic because my Czech is still trash. Mm-hmm. Um, trash. And, and, and I also feel bad. It's weird. In Germany and Austria, I get the feeling from most people... They're kind of excited at the opportunity to speak english and here the reactions i usually get is there's a few people i've met here who seem genuinely excited to be able to practice their english but i think a lot of people are just very intimidated and i think they they have this mindset that if they make a mistake i'm going to automatically think they're stupid or if they make Uh a mistake i'm going to like laugh at them or something and I really wish for for all those people out there, and and any of you listening to this, uh, any of our uh, foreign listeners out there, um, or I guess non uh, native English speakers out there. Um, native speakers are not going to listen to you, and and like go home and like talk to their friends and be like, yeah. So <laughs> I was at the idiot. bar, and I met <laughs> and I met this Czech guy, and he said um, he pronounced squirrel wrong. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. You know, it's, what an idiot. But what's funny is. I think in any case, we are always more, we are always or almost always our worst and harshest critics, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so people who are worried about making a mistake or sounding stupid, I might not even catch it. Like the only time I really listen for mistakes is when I'm teaching. Otherwise, I don't really care because I'm not, I'm not teaching you right now. I'm just having a conversation with you. And mm-hmm. unless the mistake is so bad that it's hindering the communication and their message which rarely happens, then it's all going to be fine, right? Um, But in Germany and Austria, um, I would usually go out by myself a lot and just strike up conversations with people at the bar. Um, I'll never forget, I was in Koblenz. This was uh, 2016, summer of 2016. I was there with my parents. And usually when I travel with my parents, you know, they're, they're older, so they tend to go to bed early. And so I'm kind of like twiddling my thumbs, and I'm like, "All right, well, what am I going to do?" <laughs> so like I usually 30. just tend to go out myself, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, I tend to go out by myself. And I I was walking to this one bar, and these German guys in German told me like, "Stop! There's like a there's like a mouse by your feet," and I was like, "What? Like really?" And apparently there wasn't like ran like ran away, and that right there. Started a conversation and we Why hung out. Why didn't they stop? What they think it was going to attack you or something? I don't know. Maybe who knows? They can maybe, smell your fear. Maybe, maybe they didn't want me to step <laughs> on it. You know, I oh, have no idea. But be we, gross. but you know, we we hung out the rest of the night and had a great time. And uh, I, you know, because I was only in Koblenz for the weekend, I didn't really. I should have, you know, exchanged contacts or something, but I didn't. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, and I think the thing is though, with making friends anywhere, regardless if you're abroad or not. You just need to be brave and go get things alone. And I think the key to doing things alone is you can't feel bad about yourself. It's really easy to like, you know, I go out to eat here in Komuta very often by myself. And sometimes I think if I went into a restaurant thinking like people will see me and be like, oh, how sad, like whatever. I look at it as, hey, look, I like this food at this place. I'm hungry. I'm going to eat when I want to eat. Right? Yeah. And so you have to change the mindset where you don't feel like pity for yourself or, oh, I'm such a loser because I'm eating dinner by myself. Um, you know, it's, it's like, no, like, you know, go do what you want. And that's the beauty of doing things alone is, you know, if you go to a bar alone and um, you're not having a good time, you can go home, right? You go to the bar with your friends and they're having a great time, but you're having a horrible time. You're probably still gonna I have still to stay leave. there for a while. <laughs> I would still leave, but I I get what you're saying.
1: You you'd pull the old Irish exit. Yeah, it's my uh, signature move. Where where
0: where Jared go? Where? Oh uh, yeah, he, he left
1: like an hour ago. When I when I first moved here, I would go to the bar by myself more often. Um, honestly, now I couldn't tell you the last time I did that. Um, so yeah, we need to make some 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 goals. We should. we should. We should. I goal agree. Is
0: I'll go to the bar by myself this weekend, and I'll tell All you right. about it on our episode on Sunday. Sounds good. I, I obviously can't do it because I will be with a friend this weekend. But I just regret making it. that up. Here, Jerry, <laughs> let's do this. You you, you go to the bar alone. I want you to give me a homework assignment for the next episode as well. You don't have to do it right this second. Okay. Think about it for a minute. All right. I want a homework assignment as well, and we'll talk about it on our next episode. I think this will be fun. Okay. So, So, yeah, but... Back to the going places alone. I think going places alone also... It's it's a really good growing and learning experience. Like the, the two summers I spent in Germany while I was teaching there, a lot of times I would travel by myself. And when I would go places alone, it was basically sink or swim, right? You either sit there by yourself twiddling your thumbs being bored or you strike up some conversations with people. And I think... Especially if you want to not only improve um, your, your communication skills, I think it's also just going to make you more comfortable talking to anybody. I feel like after all the time I've spent abroad, all the random people I've met, for the most part, I feel fairly confident I could go up to almost anyone and strike up a conversation. Whether or not that conversation's good, funny, entertaining, that's a different story. But <laughs> I, I could guy still... do this leave sp- us alone. Right, exactly but that's the other I, thing you have to also be aware of you got to be able to cues. read people a little bit and that can oh, be yeah.
1: difficult maybe that's my problem maybe i can't read social cues maybe i need to go see a, a doctor um <laughs> i actually um i am going to a party tomorrow and it was it's through a uh, a girl i know uh so you know i wouldn't really call her my friend but um <laughs> Uh, but, uh, like most parties I go to whenever I'm here in Philadelphia, I'm probably not going to know anyone there. So, um, we'll see how that goes too. Maybe I'll, I'll make a conceited effort while we're there. I for- totally forgot about it. <laughs> uh, right. but th- that's happening tomorrow as well. I think you
0: should try to chat up some people there. Okay. Can I get, is that, is two homework <laughs> assignments too much? Am I pushing uh, it? Uh, I mean...
1: The homework assignments couldn't get any easier, so I guess not. Okay. All right. <laughs> one yeah. of them is telling me to go get go get drinks by myself, and the other one is telling me to strike a conversation at a party I'm going to be at. So I guess it's right. Not that difficult.
0: I think I think the other trick too when you go out by yourself and you want to meet new friends. I think if you if you ask enough questions. Now you obviously don't want to interrogate the person, right? But if you ask enough questions, what's funny is I remember talking to this guy one time. Um, I'm trying to remember where it was. It was somewhere in Germany. And, oh, it was in Berlin. I was in Berlin. I was talking to this guy. And like halfway through a conversation, he said, you know, like you're a really interesting guy. And I thought about it after I talked to him. Yeah, I am. I. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's right. I'm interesting. Right. No, I realized I asked him almost only questions about himself, barely talked about myself. But but because the questions were somewhat interesting, he thought I was an interesting guy.
1: Yeah. Well, people, (laughs) that's hilarious. People love that though. Um, Doing this podcast has actually kind of helped with that a little bit. Sometimes this is going to sound so dumb. Uh, to help me not talk, um, what I'll do is I'll like pretend there's a microphone in front of my face, and that kind of like helps me like kind of like control my mouth, where it's like, here, talk. Oh, once the person stops talking, um, right. Not that I'm good at doing it here, but <laughs> I would say you are. I got to uh, improve that, but you definitely are. <laughs> but um, so uh, I, I, I sometimes that, that's just some like some like, what I mentally try to like you know make it as a game, or because because I think as a defense mechanism. I can, um, you know, talk too much and try to make too many stupid jokes and
0: all that stuff. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's another great tip is be self-aware. Oh, definitely. Um, Does anyone ever use like, you know, we mentioned how it's easier to date because those dating apps make it easier to strike up conversations and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Those dating apps, uh, most of them have like sections where you can just for making friends. Whenever I look at that, I'm like, who's using this? (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I think it works though. I think people use it, but I just look at it. And I was like, no one's on here. Who's on? Who i mean this
0: part of this? From from what I've been told from a few friends of mine who are females, it's generally women. Oh, shocker! <laughs> right, it's generally. They probably women. love it though. Like, it actually, probably works great for them. Could could be. I mean, the other thing is though too. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm really trying to not be like making these broad generalizations here, but I feel like generally speaking. If you're a guy and you want to meet other dudes, you could easily ask, do you like sports? If they don't like sports, do you like video games? What kind of music do you like? like? Those, those, those three questions, yeah. you could probably make a friend with asking any of those three questions in right. any order, right? Whereas like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what girls would ask each other. Like, I'm sure I think there are a lot stuff. of girls who Television? are into sports. They like music too. Well, right, right. <laughs> But I guess, I guess for me, it's like... We sound so fucking stupid right now. I know, right? I know. Which is why I, sh- I should have just not even said anything. But, but like, I think that's the thing, though, is if you can come up with a couple different conversation topics, regardless of your gender, um, just, you know, figure out, okay, if I ask this person about this, you know, I might get a good response. Or if I ask them about, you know, sports or music or, or cars or whatever, um, you know, then it also, I think, makes you feel more comfortable and willing to to put yourself out there more and try to make new friends. Because if you right. just, if someone like, if, if you imagine like somebody just pushing you and be like, okay, go talk to them. Like whether it's, whether it's a romantic interest or just someone you might want to become friends with, you like go up there and you're like, uh, I, I don't know what hey. to say. Right, exactly. So I think if you can come up with a couple ideas of some potential things you would want to talk about, might help you pay a lot of dividends. You know what I've seen a lot of people do, and um,
1: I can never imagine doing this for some reason, but have you ever seen the move where say you're at a bar or something and uh, you're having a conversation with someone and someone next to you overhears what you're talking about and replies to you or answers you? Oh, I do that. I would never do that. I, I almost feel like embarrassed for them to find out that I've been listening. Like I'm like, I don't, I don't want you to think I've just been eve, eve, even though we're all sitting right next to each other. Like I'm sitting just as close to the person right. next to me as I am the person I'm talking to. You just got to have a bit of a wood face and you're good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's very true. First, I gotta um, first I think personally, first I got to uh, put my feet in, th- in the jocka. And that'll, that'll uh, help cultivate the wood face. Actually, that's... putting your feet in jacket does not help, because then you're just going to come off like a sloppy idiot, probably, more that's likely. That's true. Um, no, that's very true, I guess. I just, I always felt like I'd be embarrassed for them to find out that I've just been listening in, and like, and like, they would be like, hey, you just listening to our conversation? That's what's going on? But I, I feel like... It's like, like you're trying to talk about some secret, don't do it at a bar, <laughs> I <Right>. guess.
0: <laughs> but I feel like a really easy retort to that would be like, um... I... If you just said something like, "Hey, I know this is weird. I wasn't trying to eavesdrop, but blah blah blah," right? Because and I people think if have you done that acknowledge- to me too,
1: and right. I've never, I've, I've, maybe once been annoyed. <laughs> or, well, but I th- it's, but it was more just because they wouldn't shut up after the fact, not because they exactly. interjected initially. Exactly. Initially,
0: right? And that's exactly what I wanted to say. The big key there is, once again, like trying to read some social cues. And realizing, okay, either I'm talking way too much, or they're getting annoyed, or whatever. But the other thing is too, especially if you're at a bar, and you strike up some type of small, small talk, you know, basic conversation with those people. Later on in the night, if they're still at the bar, like I've had, I've had a couple guys that I met outside of, like, a, we were waiting in line, uh, actually at a club, and I, I struck up a conversation with them. They were, they were these British dudes. This was also in Berlin. They were super cool. British guys are also like the bee's knees. If you're trying to go out and have a good time, make yourself some British friends. You will never be bored. Um, (laughs) But you might might be uh, slipping on gator piss. That's true. You're going to have some some wooden teeth the next day. But other than that, life will be good. But anyway, so I struck up a conversation with these guys. And I was with a friend of mine. And then we go in and we kind of go about, you know, do our things. And then eventually, you know... I saw the British guys and went up and was like, hey, like, how's it going, guys? And we like had a nice little conversation. Then they just bought me a beer. Oh, nice. So so I think if you it's, it's one thing, if you are that guy or girl and you realize like, oh, no, I'm being super annoying or super weird. The vibe's really weird. Then maybe I wouldn't try to talk to him again. But if you leave it on a somewhat positive note. I mean, it doesn't hurt to, like, just give them a hey, what's up later on or even like a subtle head nod, uh, nod, you know what I mean? Well, and especially if they bought you a
1: drink where it's like, well, so, you know, they're not going to be like, they're not going to be put off by you saying what's up later. Right. uh, Because the rapport has been set. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Okay. I mean, a lot of this, unfortunately, has been also centered around uh, drinking and alcohol. You know, we've mentioned, I mentioned activities like the sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. but uh i i think that's an unfortunate truth and um i wonder uh maybe this will be farther down the road but like there i one of my coworkers the one i work closely with um when he first moved here he asked if there was like any sort of like like coworker happy hour events mm-hmm. and i i told him i was like if so no one's told me about him <laughs> right but um i he still him and i still work closely together and i, I want I, and i sometimes i think um i think about like you know asking him to hang out or something because he lives maybe you know 15 minutes um in, in like in, in, a, in a close neighborhood to me uh, but i'm like nah
0: this is it's a little weird a little weird okay um, well i was just open say, to say you could just if if somebody were to ask you that i feel like i would w- want to say let's just make one yeah that's a good
1: point i mean this happened like a year and a half ago but this is <laughs> right this is a good that's a good point yeah i mean that was the farthest thing from my mind cuz I, I didn't want right. to actually hang out with a bunch of coworkers true. at once that's
0: true but yeah all right well that's true. Do you have any more tips? That this is very useful. I do. Um, the other thing you you mentioned a very, very important point, which is a lot of this has been centered around like going to bars or clubs um, where there's alcohol involved. And I would like to give our listeners out there um, some tips where alcohol does not need to be involved, um, because I think Please. it's also important um to, I to think do alcohol other is a things. crutch. It it can be a social think, crutch or literally, but exactly as well. Most definitely. Um, but I think the reason why we talked about them so much is because those situations are all kind of considered social situations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if, if you're at the bar or you're at a club and somebody starts talking to you, you're not going to be like, why are they talking to me? Yeah. So I guess Generally speaking. <laughs> you're right, like, this is part of the reason why you go out is to be social. Exactly. But there are other ways to be social. As you mentioned, clubs or activities are great. Um, I'm lucky that at my school, I actually facilitate a couple different clubs Mm -hmm. Um, after school, which has been really great. And I've really um, become close with quite a few of my students. Um, The other thing too, though, especially if you're abroad, I would, if you're in a big city abroad, I would look for expat groups. You know, I'm sure in Berlin, there's got to be an expat group. I'm sure, you know, in Paris, there's most definitely one. A lot of these big cities, even small cities, you know, just Google expat group, you know, insert city here and you should be good. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the other thing is you also have to be willing to, if you go to any event, um, be willing to talk to whoever, stay open-minded, and also don't be afraid to either tag along or try to make friends with a friend of a friend, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, yes, which was the guy that my neighbor that I'm friends with. He was a friend of a friend, of a friend kind of actually. Right. And uh, uh yeah. And now it's so funny with that guy. Now, like I, I've I've seen him once in the grocery store, but this was like when, when during our active friendship, mm-hmm. uh, so it wasn't weird. But now I'm like, it's interesting that I haven't like we, we're neighbors, so we go we shop at the same places, we walk around the same areas. Like it's weird that I haven't
0: seen you since, and I'm terrified too.
1: <laughs> right?
0: Because it's like we haven't talked in like eight months I, or whatever. I think you just need to break the ice, man. I mean. All, all you got to do is be like, look, man, I've just been really busy and I'm sorry I haven't I'm thinking about out. you. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you can say that too. Um, Keeping on my mind. But yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention that you made a really good point earlier that, that we should have talked about a little bit more, which is find a language buddy. Um, you know, for me, I'm lucky. I have a couple teachers at my school who have been teaching me Czech. But if, if I had a more serious out-of-school language buddy... I'm sure my check would be a lot better. It's a great way to make friends. Um, And, you know, and you can do a lot of cool things, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be just go to the bar and get a beer. You could get dinner. You could, you know, for me, since I, you know, well, now I wouldn't really say I'm very new to Komutov because I've been living here for four months and I know my way around. But er earlier on, it would have been a great opportunity to see new places around where I live. Mm -hmm. And for anybody moving to a new place, that's always a great idea. And for you... It might be, obviously, you're you're not abroad, but meet somebody who's, you know, what's the correct for, word for someone from Philly? A Philadelphian? I think so, yeah. So look, you know, for Philly you, freak. you could find a Philadelphian and, you know, <laughs> check out some really cool parts of the city that you might yeah. not have seen before.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, I think, you know, I, I as I mentioned, the Meetup app, I have it. I've never really even opened it or looked at it. Um that, that I think I want – I'm going to make a personally – I know you've given me two homework assignments, but I think finding a language buddy is going to be at the top of that list. One, because um, – It should be, as it should be. One, because I I think it would be useful to meet new people. Two, I would like to keep my German up. And three, I host – I'm part, partial host of the untranslatable podcast where we talk about languages. I'd feel like a phony if one day I showed up to this podcast and I couldn't couldn't even – speak a lick of German anymore. Right. That's true. That's a
0: really good point. <laughs> very, very good point. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree with you. Keep it up for the people. And, and I think the other thing, too, with the language buddy is, like any good budding friendship, um, like any good budding friendship, you need something, you know, some common ground, right? And with the language buddy, it's very easy because you're mm-hmm. both, you know, giving each other not only language knowledge, cultural knowledge, um, and things like that, but you can also do that with anything in life.
1: I have another tip, and this is mm-hmm. pers- a per- tip that I need to work on personally. Is I mean, you kind of mentioned that you have nothing to offer and stuff, but um, I think separate than that is don't don't think you're not interesting. Right. Um, like don't be afraid, and don't be afraid. It's I know sometimes it's hard, but don't be afraid to even. Brag about yourself or talk about yourself, and I'm not saying like mm-hmm. overly talk about yourself. But if someone asks, say what you do or what or what you what you're into, don't like that's not the time to get uh, shy or or humble. Right. Like be honest and say it. Right. Because, like, a lot of times, like, I don't like talking about um, my job. I don't really talk about the fact that I speak German, really, because mm-hmm. uh, I just don't find it interesting. But every time I bring up, like, the, you know, like, someone asks me, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, you know, just car stuff. It doesn't really matter. But then I'll, like, go into it, be like, oh, what are you talking about? That's interesting. Right. And i be like, I mean, I guess so. It's just, it's just it doesn't seem like an interesting topic to talk about my job. But it's like if right. someone wants to ask, then trust them that they want to ask and don't tell them why they don't want to don't why they shouldn't be interested in something that they ask to you because I think I do that in like a self-defense sort of way like I tell them why what they're asking me is not important or whatever Or it's like just answer them
0: a hundred percent and the other thing is too for you it's normal because it's your daily life right yes. for a lot of these people it's almost like you're, you're painting a picture you're telling them a story you know and so I think it's really important to not be too critical of yourself and also when people ask you these questions I would also say don't take the conversation too seriously, unless unless that's the vibe you're getting from the people you're talking to. But generally speaking, um, you know, keep it light, have fun with it. Don't be afraid to toss a couple jokes in there. Um, and, and yeah, I think, you know, obviously this is this is a blanket statement, but I think everybody has some interesting story or something to offer. Whether it's a conversation or even a friendship, you know? And the other the last point I want to mention, because we could we could be going on for hours about this, but the last point I wanna <laughs> mention. I mean, I'm taking is, notes here. Right? The the last thing I wanna I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen to this I as mean, well. To say why I am, I am I taking practice notes? Where I it's recorded.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm gonna edit it later and listen
0: to it again anyway. Right. But the, the other thing I would mention too, especially when you're abroad. You have a very unique opportunity to play the, as I like to call it, kind of the dumb foreigner card, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, teach me about your culture and your language. And people love that. Like, I remember having exchange students in the United States at my high school, and you know, I would take them to like, we'd go get a coney dog, you know, refer to our Michigan episode if you don't <laughs> know what that is. That's um, common here, too. I mean, people do that a lot here, too. It's like, new to Philly, need a
1: tour guide or something like that. And right? like, sort of use that as an as icebreaker.
0: Give me that Philly cheesesteak, bro. Right. I'll give you that Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, also on a side note, you should check out couch surfing. There okay. are usually some cool cool meetups. They're a lot of fun. And I've met people from all over the world. Just I've only right gone now. to like two or three couch surfing meetings. So I haven't even been to that many. And I think I've met at least people from at least three or four continents. I mean the one the one it,
1: clearly the the one that you went to that you told me about involving um you know finding that place was already it seems like that one encounter already made the w- website worth
0: it oh for sure 100% without a um, doubt
1: i just downloaded it so i'll check that out and i'm i'll actually nice. set up my um my uh meetup account as well because i i like i downloaded it saying i'm gonna find a language buddy then like that was weeks ago and i just the app's just been sitting there, there on you my go phone.
0: no better time than now jared that's for sure yeah well, jared you know an important part of friendship though is being there for somebody through the thick and thin through the, all the good times and the hard times mm-hmm. and that brings us to our song on the pod this evening
1: yeah um i mean this is a classic song i'm sure a lot of you have heard it, but this is a great rendition. Can, do you know um, about this guy or about this, what, what this is, is? Because it's it, the song is Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. Uh So you won't st- stand, stand by me. Oh, stand by me. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows mm-hmm. that song. Yeah. Anyways. That's actually really risky for me to just try to sing along with you because this is over... Uh, like we're we're not the, for all that was probably not on <laughs> not right. together anyway could be uh, I'm gonna be really anyway so yeah but it, it said that the the group or like the the song
0: was presented by playing for change correct what is that so playing for change from my understanding of it is uh is an organization I believe. I I don't know this 100%, but I believe they have they have donated to charities. I could be wrong about this. I do know one of their missions, though, is to show the power of music globally and the way that music breaks down boundaries and overcomes distances between people, which I also think is a mission here at the Untranslatable Podcast, which is one of the reasons why I thought this would be such a great pick for this episode. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That was great. <laughs> And, and um, the cool thing about it is you have artists from all over. Yeah. So, do you, do you, do you know about this guy? Which guy? The
1: guy that sings Stand By Me. You, you mean the guy that starts the song? Yeah. No. I, it's to just, be, go ahead. You don't know about any of them. They just kind of put it together.
0: Exactly. And I have no uh, idea okay. how they find these musicians. None of it. I just know it's an amazing rendition of the song. There's oh, a ton cool. of different instruments. Okay, I better. I I was a little confused on what this whole thing
1: was, but I I get it now. Because I even went to the website, and um and it, it didn't really. I I was still a little confused. I'm like, wait, but how? But like, what's what's going on here? But I get it. I get it. Can That's you cool. give us how a little you...
0: more information? Um, from the website. Let's see. What
1: uh? Um, let's. I'm looking at the website right now, but I'm trying to find if there'd be anything worth telling you about. So there's a band, there's a bunch of musicians. They say, there's a section here called Meet the Musicians. And Uh I believe this is a Brazilian thing. Okay, I didn't know Uh, that, okay. The PFC Band, Playing for Change Band, includes some of the best musicians that we met throughout our journey recording and filming music around the world. The result is a unique fusion of influences, talents. Oh geez, I'm so sorry. This beer of the pot is getting to me a little bit and streets and uh streets to the stage, Wait, excuse me influences and talents from streets to the stage to the hearts of the people here are some of the musicians uh that perform with the so some of the musicians oh, okay, so this I believe that's the guy that does the stand by me song or okay. the beginning of the stand by me song uh oh there's a lot of' them, yeah there's there's a there's a there's about one two three one two three four five six. Eighteen PFC musicians. Interesting. Okay. And it's a Brazilian. It looks like it's at least Brazilian based because you could put it in Portuguese, but it's the website in Portuguese, but specifically
0: a Brazilian flag. Uh huh. Okay. So, huh. what are your what are your impressions of the song itself, Jared?
1: I mean, I like it. I like it. I don't know if it's I don't know if it was the video or just the song itself, uh, but it did make me a little
0: emotional. <laughs> had... Oh, dude. I get teary-eyed every time <laughs> I watch any of the Playing for Change songs. It's like yeah, guaranteed.
1: I was like, I was like, "Is it just that the song itself is a, like an emotional song, like, Stand by Me,' or is this something about this rendition of it that's doing it?" It's both. But yeah. Okay, because it definitely definitely made me uh made me a little emotional. It was powerful just just uh, watching it. But then other than that, it's just a I don't know. It's it's a classic good song, and and I like watching. It it's it 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 really um. Like it's it's you know we, you and I do this where we like to find like we we try our hardest I'd say most times not to just find like the biggest artist we can find like some giant artist that everyone knows about you know we've done that right. but I right. think a lot of times at least me personally I like to find stuff that I'd assume most people aren't familiar with mm-hmm. and uh, it's 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 always fun for me to like look at street like even if I'm in for example New Orleans and mm-hmm. you're stumbling upon like. Ten-year-olds playing a trumpet, and it's like whoa! Like it's it's cool to find just like um, amazing musicians in all all parts of the world that you'd never really you know even think about. And then also, it makes me think about how many people are famous and not not worthy of it based off of their talent, and how many people are super talented, and that you'll never even hear about. No, and, and that they'll they'll oh, definitely they'll go away in obscurity. Mm-hmm. and i mean that's life but it, it is also i mean it, it makes me want to find the less popular stuff because you know the popular stuff
0: will always be there for your consumption mm-hmm. oh definitely yeah we're, we're usually not here to just provide the the pop hits that everybody right. knows right um i gotta say one of my favorite parts of this song is the slide guitar. There's some amazing slide guitar here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many talented musicians on this song alone. It's really it's really amazing.
1: I agree, I agree. I'm, I'm looking at the slide guitar right now. Is that Chaz? I think so, yeah. Yeah, uh, Yeah. and I mean, I, I believe he's, they might be in New Orleans. Yeah, they are. Okay, <laughs> um, I was gonna say, that kinda looks familiar in the background. But um, yeah, so that's a perfect example of what I was just saying. Right. people in, in new orleans uh but yeah i thought it was great and um it was powerful it 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 um as i said made me uh cry one single thug tear <laughs> and, and uh and uh, it's a great song of the pod and it's great for this episode because i think uh you know i i mentioned how like um you know i i, I think in general i'm an introvert and i'm naturally kind of a loner so i'm comfortable in that mm-hmm. but um it's important to remember that, like, you need to have people there by you. I was my cousin's in town this week. She's from Colorado, but she's here for work. And uh, we went to go get dinner on uh, or get dinner the other day. And uh, I was telling her how I don't have any friends and all that stuff. And only because she asked, I didn't. She's like, "Hey, how's it going? I don't have any friends." Um, <laughs> so she was talking about if I had any friends. I was like, "Not really." And um, and uh, I forgot where
0: I was going with that. I totally forgot where I was going with that. So. There you be- go. being sad oh having someone to stand oh, by yeah, you yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and i told her i told her that like i'm like comfortable with it and they're like yeah i'm i'm kind of used to it though like I, i'm generally prefer to be alone or, like i'm one of those people that gets excited when people cancel plans and stuff uh-huh. but it does not seem sustainable she asked me she's like so what happens if you like injure yourself or like or like get straight, or your car breaks down in the middle of nowhere and i'm like you know what i've thought about that and i have no answer to that and i mentioned right. that i mountain bike and it's i've often fallen and mm-hmm. wondered what if that fall was the one that caused me to like break my ankle or something how am i going to drive my manual car like there's no i have no right. help or no assistance and i'm kind of right. on my own and it's like even though i'm comfortable and i like i don't feel like i'm going crazy or anything i don't feel like i'm um, i don't cry i'm not depressed but like i do wonder it's like this it's not sustainable just for like daily sort of life incidents that come up right it's we, it's we all it's need very somebody. Useful to have someone to at least be like hey could you pick me up from the airport, for example? Or my car broke down. Can you come
0: pick me up uh, on this freeway in the middle of nowhere? Exactly. And you know, I'd be there for you in a heartbeat, buddy. But unfortunately, there's no ocean in between. Hop <laughs> on a flight, so. rent a right. car, drive it to me, and pick me up, please.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we I hope no you
0: enjoy our song States. of the pod. Stand by me. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, it stand is. Stand by me. Playing for change. It will be on our Twitter, untranslatable one. Check it Mm -hmm. out. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, Jared, sticking with our friendship theme today, I picked one of the coolest Czech words I've learned, which I've seen a lot of my students now use on social media. And that word is kamo. And no, it doesn't mean camouflage. Kamo is, uh, I believe it originally is a slang term for "kamarad," which means friend, right? Mm. Um, But kamo is basically the Czech term for Bro nice that makes sense
1: though if it, if it is based off a camarade right. just like my and combo. I have
0: to give a big shout out to my kamo David who was on the pod a while back Pleasure, <laughs> because <laughs> he, he had taught me um, you know brater is the Czech word for brother and he used, false friend, he there's used a... that on some Czech people and they're like yeah I don't say that they're like that's not oh, what okay. we say and they taught him kamo and then he taught that's me that's kind of like say hello so. brother
1: <laughs> right exactly you like exactly a
0: cop so, so for all of you uh, people out there who need to express your bromances, the check word you need is Kamo. K-A-M-O. Kamo. And shout out to the originator of this drop. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. So now, Jared, it is that beautiful time for Joke of the Pod. This one is, I'll, I'll say it's like a half original. I took a joke and I've changed it a little bit. Improved um, upon it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a half original. So, Jared... Uh, why did the guy change his name on Facebook to Benefits?
1: Because <laughs> um, his complicated section didn't really fully uh, convey his feelings. Not quite.
0: <laughs> so whenever somebody adds him, he can say that he has friends with Benefits. Benefits. <laughs> uh i knew it had something to do with friends with benefits i just couldn't put together what it would be right so that was that was the joke of the pod for today and uh now it's come to that time to give all of our listeners out there a quote of the pod and i have one today from amit kalantri who is a uh, writer and his quote is uh, uh two kinds of people have many friends one with a bank balance and another with boldness Shots fired, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so he's
1: essentially saying
0: fake friends. Yeah. Well, well Don't, don't either, fall for fake you friends. Have fake friends if you got that bank balance, or you have yeah. real friends yeah, yeah, yeah. if you have that boldness. Right, right, where it's like, I, I'm presenting myself, not my bank account. Exactly. And I think that really plays on uh, a lot of things we've discussed today in this episode. You know, you, you, right. you got to be bold, you know? Got to be bad, got to be stronger, who sings that song? I have no idea. gotta be bold, you gotta be
1: strong, you gotta be wise But yeah, that came right to my mind. Who sings that song?
0: I I don't have the slightest idea. But it's true. You uh, need, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Meet new people. I think it's
1: all saints. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta look it up. <laughs> Go but ahead. I it's it's all, killing me.
2: I
0: wanna hear what it is as
1: well. Desiree? I'm going to I'm going to play this but I'm not going to play it fully through the just so I can hear a bit of it. Oh yeah, I've never even heard this. It's di- Yeah, you hear it? Uh-uh. Oh, yep.
0: All right, that's a good song. <laughs> it's, you it's a classic. You gotta- <laughs> it's a classic. So that's right. So don't be that friend that you only have your fair weather and your fake friends because of your bank balance. But be bold, Um, don't be afraid to meet people, whether it's at a club, a social event, check out couch surfing, meet up, uh, get a language buddy. There are so many options and I think that if you are able to make friends while you're abroad or you move anywhere new, it's really a great way to start to feel at home wherever you may be. So we really hope this episode has been helpful for all of you out there and you can make some meaningful friendships in the very near future. Try out some of our tips. Let us know how they work at untranslatable, um, uh, untranslatable podcast at gmail.com, untranslatable on gator podcast on Instagram, and untranslatable one on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. We hope you all can make some awesome friends in the near future, whether it's at home or abroad. So thank you very much. We've enjoyed this episode and hope you've enjoyed it as well. And we will talk to you next time and here at the untranslatable podcast. We would like to say yakuyame